Welcome to the Draw Shops Get Genius Podcast, where we talk to today's business influencers to pick their brain and pull out their genius. It's time to get genius. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another Get Genius episode. Today, I have Sean Collins on the podcast, and he's been an affiliate marketer since 1997. If you're familiar with affiliate marketing, which I'm gathering this audience is familiar with it, you know that it's marketing other people's products, having other people market your products. It's like this big collaboration of let's let's sell this awesome service and product that we have. I wanted to have him on the show because I, I met him a couple of years ago when Eric and I sponsored one of his summits, and it was so it was such a great summit. It's huge now. It's about 6,000 people that attend. And when he started, as you'll hear in the interview, there were 200 people. I think this was about 13 years ago, something like that. But anyway, so it's called Affiliate Summit, and he is the co-founder of Affiliate Summit. And this summit is its the leading global conference and trade show for the entire affiliate marketing industry. And so if you are an affiliate marketer, you've probably attended He's also the co-editor-in-chief of Feedfront Magazine, and we'll have the details and a link to that. Um, I believe it's a quarterly magazine that gives you all kinds of knowledge that you need to know to keep up with the affiliate marketing industry trends. He's authored books like Affiliate Manager Bootcamp and Extra Money Answer, another book called How to Get the Most from Exhibiting at Conferences. And he's also written another book called Successful Affiliate Marketing for Merchants. And and some of these may be outdated, but the the point here is that he knows what he's talking about. And we talk about, you know, how how the whole industry is evolving and how rapidly it's evolving. It's actually kind of funny when you look back to see, you know, what it looked like three years ago as opposed to now, and especially if you look back 10 years. He he also co-publishes the annual AFSTAT Affiliate Marketing Benchmark Reports. He blogs on affiliate marketing at affiliatetip.com, and he also hosts a podcast, which is probably the most current thing, current ongoing thing that he's got going on, and it's called This Is Affiliate Marketing, and it's got a really cool twist to how he puts out this podcast, and you can find it on geekcast.fm. What else about Sean? Let's see. He's also been quoted in many publications like Entrepreneur Magazine, Internet Retailer, Inc. Magazine, New York Times, and the Wall Street Journal. He's he's pretty he's a pretty awesome dude, and there's so many things that you can take away from this episode in terms of affiliate marketing and and also just this summit. If you can, I would highly recommend attending, especially for a lot of our listeners who offer such great services that these type marketers that are there, these type businesses that are there would actually really greatly benefit from. I know it's been really awesome for Eric and I in the draw shop. So enjoy the interview. And as always, we will have links to everything we talk about in the blog post and the show notes. And that is all. Enjoy. Hey, Sean, how are you? I'm doing great, Summer. How's it going? It's good. It's it's great to talk to you again. I think it's been maybe a couple of years since I've seen you in person. We first met at your Affiliate Summit in New York. I think it was Affiliate Summit East that we first met. Such a blast. So much fun. And that's what I really, really want to talk about today. So if we can, 
I just want to know the story of how you and Missy came up with the idea to start Affiliate Summit. Okay, so it goes a, a little bit um, far back. So we've been doing it for 13 years. And for the couple years preceding that, we were helping out with a conference called Affiliate Force. And it was taking place on a cruise ship out of Miami. And the guy that was running it, I was helping him. I just written a book about affiliate management. And so I, I had a pretty good list. And I was sending people there. And Missy was doing some work in the travel business. And she was helping with it. And we, we were a little bit disenfranchised because the it was really sort of focused on the, the fun. The homepage had people shooting roulette and, <laughs> and drinking and different things. And it wasn't really focused on education at all. And so being a first of all, being on a cruise ship and second of all, just the site just representing it as being a, a big boondoggle, they couldn't get any brands there. And so we were really trying to push the guy to, to focus more on the education and the professionalism. And he didn't want to go there and he sort of pushed us off. So back in, I guess, um, April, May 2003, I just gave her a call out of the blue. And we were just like conference friends. We didn't really know each other well at all. Right. We just had drinks here and there over the years. And so um, just out of our both of our frustration, I, I just suggested we start a conference of our own that's more professional because we felt like the industry needed it. And so it really was sort of born out of frustration. And it didn't really make sense on paper. Neither one of us had any experience at all with an, creating an event or running an event. And we were both in the affiliate marketing space, but we, so we had some connections, but we didn't really have any knowledge at all on how to do it. So we, and we both um, working at the time on our full-time jobs and we didn't really have spare money. So we literally had no money to invest. We got the domain, put it on one of our hosting accounts and, and just designed the site ourselves and just went from there with really zero investment. Wow. So how, how many people, how many attendees did you have at your first summit? So the very first one, it was 200 people on a one-day event, and we did it. We were I was in New York City at the time, and I I just found a, a free space at, at a college called Brute College. And so they, in exchange for giving us the space and the AV and everything for free, they just said we had to give 10 tickets to their marketing students. So we, we just called in favors for friends to help us with registrations, and we just – I literally had all the transactions going through my own PayPal account, and I was manually sending confirmation emails, and, wow. and it was very patched together that first time. <laughs> and did you have sponsors at the time, or were you the sponsor? <laughs> yeah, we didn't really have any paid sponsors. We let some of our friends put things in the, the bag we gave out there okay. just, to, um, just to make it seem like it was a real thing. But we um, basically, we did it all just to break even to get the name out there, so it was a, a whole bunch of work just on the hope that it was going to be a continuing thing. And it has been. What, what yeah. would you say the growth pattern has been? Because I know it's huge now. Yeah, so we're um, coming up in Vegas in January. We're going to have over 6,000. So it's just really been slow and steady. We've just been getting bigger venues over the years. And we didn't try to get it too big all at once. We went our first few shows without having an exhibit hall. Then we added that in later on. And uh, we've just been listening a lot and just changing things and evolving as people tell us what they want to have there. And just, we've been experimenting a lot since it's just the two of us. We just try everything and plenty of things don't work and we just forget about them and things that do work. We double down on. Right. So who is this summit for? Who are the people that are attending these summits? So I guess really all of the players that are in affiliate marketing. So the affiliates or publishers that are running all of the offers to make money as affiliates then the advertisers or merchants that they're trying to get either sales or leads for their products or services and the networks, the affiliate networks that, that are the intermediaries there that do the tracking and reporting and then any vendors that are related at all, whether it be hosting companies or email services, just a variety of different companies that, that service these marketers. 
And so what are the kinds of things that attendees will learn? Like, are there workshops? What are the things that are happening that they can, you know, walk away and go, wow, I just learned so much? So early on, we used to be singularly focused just on affiliate marketing topics. But over the years, we've really diversified. And we, we started after seeing that South by Southwest was doing it this way, having votes on what the content should be. We started doing that. And so all of a sudden, we, we really broadened the, what we cover there. It's really any kind of aspect of online business or marketing. So with email and search and social and just everything that's out there that people are doing in affiliate marketing. So it's and even some lifestyle stuff on how to survive as an entrepreneur if you don't have support of your family and that sort of thing. Oh, very cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So when did you yourself get into affiliate marketing? I'm going on 20 years now. I started in 97. And I, at the time, I was working in magazine publishing in, in New York City and just very bored and uninspired with what I was doing, just in a big wasteland of cubicles with spreadsheets. And one day, I just answered an ad in the New York Times for, there was a company called MedSite that was starting up and they were trying to basically copy Amazon, but for medical books. Yeah. And so I, I went in there and I just, um, that summer, this was, I guess, in the fall of, of 97, and that summer, I just happened to have joined the Amazon affiliate program. And I was just, I was newly married, had a, a house for the first time, had a lot of bills. Yeah. And so I was trying to just find some supplemental income. So I, I joined that affiliate program. So I, I went to this interview just sort of out of the blue because I'd never taken a business class or marketing class in college or anything relevant at all. I didn't really have any experience that would make sense for them to hire me. But I went in there and I was able to sort of BS enough with just some of the terminology I'd learned from the Amazon affiliate program. And I guess the combination of that and my willingness to take a low salary, they brought me on and I just made it up as I went along. Well, well, that's really, I mean, that's really how affiliate marketing, you know, as I remember it, when it first came out, I mean, you have to, you have to teach yourself, you just have to do it and it's a learning curve and that's how you start to learn what works, what doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Cause back then, I mean, almost 20 years ago, there were no blogs or podcasts no. or books or anything. There's nothing. So just had to make it up. And so, and I guess one nice thing there was that I, I just came up with a bunch of ways to do things. And then in 2000, I got a book deal on how to manage affiliate programs because I had come up with a bunch of ideas and I was writing about it on some different online sites. And, and so I, so my concepts of how to do things that I just sort of pulled out of my hat ended up being the way that a lot of people did it from there on. Right. Do you have it? Do you have an updated version of that book out? No, so it's um, it's ridiculously outdated now. Even so, it, it came out right as the dot com bubble was bursting. Right. So and so, I, I finished it up on New Year's Eve in two thousand. It came out in April two thousand one. And so, a lot of the examples that I had in there of all these amazing affiliate programs were out of business when the book came out, <laughs> like Pets.com. dot com. Oh wow! And so that was it was torturous. That people are like, why would you say Pets dot com was so great? They're out of business. I'm like. <laughs> That wasn't a fact. When I wrote the book, so. <laughs> oh, man. How have you seen affiliate marketing evolve year after year? I mean, and it seems like each year it's just rapidly changing, but what are the big things you've seen? I guess it was early on, it was so primitive. So, back when I was first an affiliate with Amazon, it was pretty much just people that were creating content sites. And the, back then, the reporting and the tracking and everything was, was so one dimensional. So, back, like right now, people freak out if their stats aren't updated every two seconds yep. but back then amazon would send an email quarterly with your stats so you're going a, a whole <laughs> three months without knowing how you're doing at all and so i i spent the first six months getting nothing accomplished at all because i i tried to try to base things on what i was doing right and i i realized after three months i was doing absolutely everything wrong yeah. and so it, it took me 
six months until I actually made any money as an affiliate since there was no way to, to test and know if it was effective. So over time, I guess back then it was just pretty much the content affiliates, but then over time people started learning that SEO and email, paid search, social, Pinterest, so many different aspects of the of online could be monetized through affiliate marketing. So it, it became such a different industry over the years and also just such a, a bigger tent. Like I, I look once in a while at internet retailer, they have a they list the top five hundred retailers each year. And I go through the list and it seems like every single company I went recently for the top twenty, they all have affiliate programs, every big retailer. It used to be something that was just the big companies back then, the Amazons and Barnes and Nobles, but now it, as it became more democratized and and you have the smaller networks that are more affordable and the mom and pops can do it too. So it's it's become a lot more prevalent. Right. That's so true. So speaking of the mom and pops that are doing it, how does for a lot of people, it seems very overwhelming to get into it. And they hear of other people doing it and they go, wow, why can't I do that? What do you say to those people who are just starting? One thing I really encourage them to do is to have a, a product or service that's already selling well. So I, I actually got an email today from a friend and she was saying a client of theirs has this product that's stacked all the way to the roof and they can't get rid of any. So should they get an affiliate program? I said they should sell that inventory first because the affiliate program can't magically sell something that nobody wants. Yeah. So so unless there's a demand, the affiliate program can't somehow move it when they weren't moving it otherwise. Exactly. So it's a great way for incremental sales. And then also uh, a lot of companies, especially startups, they're so anxious to make some money. So they want to get the affiliate program in there right away. But I, I'd really caution them to get everything totally functioning perfectly and test all their landing pages and everything. Because affiliates, if they come in there and there are broken pages or broken links and, and things aren't converting well, they're going to walk pretty quick and never come back. So people with companies should make sure that their whole process is working well and converting well before they ever get an affiliate program in there. How do they start learning that whole process and, and setting it up? Are there guides out there? Are there places that you recommend? I guess the, um, there are a handful of books out there. There's a guy named Gino Prusikov that's written a couple of books on managing affiliate programs. So I think that's probably the, the easiest, cheapest way to go there and for 15 or 20 bucks to get sort of a, a background on what's going on. Right. But then, and I guess I'm not objective, but I think it's a, a good way to do it to go to the actual conferences and exactly. you can get demos of all the software and and just meet with them and maybe negotiate better pricing when you're there in person yeah for and services you guys have is it called the meat market is that yeah. yeah it's so cool because there's just i mean you're not going to miss out on anything like everything that you need to know you can find in the in the meat market and it's just like booth after booth of everybody you know just filled with like so many great services and education so yeah, I recommend that too. There's some people that want to get into um, affiliate marketing, but they don't have a product or a service at all, and so they just market other people's products. What's your feeling on that? Yeah, so that's um, so then they're an affiliate or a publisher, and that's one thing that's sort of complicated when people are convoluted when they come into the industry. They're, they're multiple names for the same thing. Yeah. So an affiliate or a publisher there, and then a merchant and an advertiser, those are synonymous. But as an affiliate, basically it's a, a pretty – quick and easy way to get started, but it's you have to be patient to see any kind of results. One thing, I, I created a, a site called extramoneyanswer.com years ago to give people just a sort of the roadmap of how to get in there and start a content site. And it's really based on the whole process if you have no idea how to even get a domain or hosting. So it takes you through that whole thing and then how to drive traffic, how to come up with ideas for content, how to monetize it, how to build a list. 
So it's so I, cause I, I was seeing that there are a lot of people selling these different systems and courses and things for $500,000 that were really just sort of garbage. Yeah. So I just wanted to give a free resource to for people if they wanted to break in and try it. And I just wanted to explain to them that they could go there and just get a $10 domain at GoDaddy and get $5 hosting at Bluehost or wherever. Right. Instead of spending all this money and maybe it doesn't work out, this way they can just spend a few bucks. And if they decide it's not for them, nothing really lost there. Yeah, exactly. And the big question is too, of course, driving traffic. <laughs> That's the hard piece. People go, okay, well, I've got this great blog or I've got this great content. I talk about these products. How do I get people to see it? Yeah, I guess the, um, the trick there is that there are a lot of people that have very mediocre content. Yeah. It's not particularly unique. And so they wonder why they're not getting the eyeballs. And the thing is you just have to really churn out a lot of content that's quality, original, and it's solving somebody's problem. And so uh, a lot of people write sort of self-serving content. And I, I think that's one of the big problems. But if you go out there and you identify a problem and you address it and you solve it, like one of the a lot of the hosting companies, some of their biggest affiliates, they just make how-to videos on how to use that hosting. And right. so they just post those up on YouTube and, and then people click through there and they have a link in the description and people click through them to go buy that hosting. And they're just making a lot of the, so many of those tutorial sites that you see on YouTube, a lot of those are affiliates just giving like tips on how to use a certain software, how to sign up for a certain service. Right. And so they're solving a problem there. I, I go to YouTube all the time to try to figure out how to use, like I just got a new uh, video editing software and I didn't want to read the, all the instructions for it. I just wanted to find out how to do something quick. So I just went to YouTube and, and they always solve the problem there. Yeah. There's so, so many I think, things um, I've fixed around the house because of YouTube. <laughs> you oh, yeah. yeah. I've used it for so many different things in my life. But, exactly. I, and in the I, end, I, you end up buying, you know, uh, sometimes you, you end up buying a certain product. You know, yeah. somebody solves a problem and this is what they use. And it's like, okay, cool. And now you can just click right within the video to go to that product. So, yeah. And so that's, I think people have to look at through that kind of prism and solve some kind of problem there. And then, and also just the patience. You have to churn out a lot of copy, a lot of content sort of without an audience for a while. And then eventually it starts getting found by Google and the other search engines and it starts, if it's quality, then people start sharing it. Yeah. But you're sort of writing in isolation for a while before it, it really happens. What about people that are new to, you know, Facebook ads, um, spending money on ads that, you know, they've never had the experience because that can be another, you know, you, you put so much money in and then boom, you've lost all that money and nobody's clicked. <laughs> so how can people learn how to, how to do that effectively? Yeah, I think um, anybody, if they have, um, if they can't afford to lose that money, they shouldn't spend it on, on Google or <laughs> Facebook ads because it, um, it is a risky game. And especially Google, it can really, Facebook, there's more controls, but it can really just fly out of your pocket really quick on Google. But even Facebook, though, I guess if you're not careful at setting the parameters of how much you can spend and everything, it can be a, a risky game. So I think it's something where you have to really be on top of it for just throughout the day and just see what's working and and make sure you have all your tracking in place for a tracking pixel to see that you're getting the conversions and everything. Right. But it's um, it's something that can be very lucrative, but it's you have to know what you're doing. Yeah. So it's not something where you want to just go and spend $500 without really having a clue what you're doing there. Exactly. And I think a lot of people think, oh, maybe, you know, that haven't done it before. They put the money in. They, you know, pick who's going to see this ad and then, you know, all of a sudden the money is gone. Analytics are so important. And there are people out there too that, you know, can help you with that and manage your, your ad spend. And, and they're able to kind of, it's almost like a science come up with what works, what doesn't work and where to spend more money, where to spend less money. Yeah. And, and one, on. Like a, one thing that I've used to um, a lot of success is the remarketing options on Facebook. 
I know it seems like everybody I talk to, they hate remarketing ads, but they're phenomenally successful. They are successful if you, if you know how to do it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like for, for Affiliate Summit, we do it all the time, and it has way higher conversion rate than hitting people that just have broad interests. Right. So yeah, and some, for, for those know, that may not know ads. what remarketing uh, ads are, do you want to kind of give your explanation of it? So basically, it's it's a thing where on Facebook or Google or on some other um, ad services, you just put a, a some tracking code on your site, so then you can, whenever they go to your site afterwards, you can put ads on Facebook that are advertising your site, and it only triggers it for people who have been to your site, and you can set up so that people that have been there within 30 days or they haven't been there within 30 days or 60 days or whatever, so it's something where they just... They visited at some point recently, so it's somewhat in their mind, and then you get, you can have that prompt on the sidebar there. And so it's and especially for for our business, since we have a, a lot of time sensitive things where the the price is going up in X amount of days, yeah. and so it's a, a way to get back and, and get attention from these people that already express some some interest. Right. So it's a, I guess um it it spooks some people out because they feel like people are spying on them and and everything, but it's it's really just it's all. It's so effective though, because a lot of the times it's like people will see it once and that's it. They're not able to take action then, or for whatever reason, it didn't just, they were busy. It didn't strike them, but then again, they see it and then it's like, oh, maybe I should look at that, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. The one time it does get annoying to me though, as a customer, sometimes I'll go and say, I'll I'll book at a hotel at some hotel in Chicago and then I keep getting the remarketing ads on Facebook for whatever that hotel company is. And I'm like, I already booked I'm not going to book again. And it gets frustrating when I see those ads for another two weeks. Yeah, yeah. And I, I wish there was some way to say, like, I there's no chance that I'm going to act on these ads because I, I already booked. Right, right. Now, do you still have your blog, affiliatetip.com? I do, but I um, I used to, for some reason, I, I had this dumb idea many years ago that I was going to post to it every day for an entire year. And I ended up carrying that on for like five years straight. And I just, but I was really scrounging for content when yeah. I was posting seven days a week. So now pretty much I'll just, I'll, I have a, a podcast, I'll post the podcast on there once a week and then sometimes maybe in one other post during the week and if I, if just, uh, if it strikes me to write something, I'll write something but I I don't force it like I used to and, and just make myself put something on there every day. Right, right. So, and your podcast is This Is Affiliate Marketing, correct? Yes. Okay. And um, it's, it's sort of a, a backwards approach, I think, because I, I got, I was just listening to so many podcasts where it was always five ways to do this or my favorite plugins or whatever. So I just wanted to learn more about the people. So all of the podcasts are just quick, like 10, 15 minutes. I just scour people's social pages and I just ask them questions about their lives and, and what they do instead of about their jobs. Oh, cool. So it's really more about like their interests and, and random things they posted to Foursquare five years ago and, right. <laughs> and things. So I, I just try to... I have a fun time getting to know these people on a, a deeper level, and the numbers have been growing for the listeners, so I guess people enjoy this different approach too. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I think that's great. So how do you see what do you, how do you see the future of affiliate marketing? Where do you think it's going, and what's going to be extremely important to the marketers? Well, I guess one thing that hasn't really been fleshed out yet is the, a problem that's gone on for the last five years or so is that some states have passed these tax nexus bills where where in the past, a lot of, you didn't have to pay sales tax if you bought online in certain states. Then they started saying in some states that if you had affiliates for your company in that state, that that, that made it a tax nexus and you had to start paying mm-hmm. or charging taxes. 
And so that was an issue where some companies to get around that, they would just kick out all of their affiliates in that state. And so that was getting pretty messy. So I, I was sort of hoping that at some point that there'd be a federal tax on, on all transactions online. So it would remove the reason to kick out affiliates. And I, not that I really want to see extra taxes, but, but it seems like the only solution to stop affiliates getting kicked out in, in different states. And it's, it's happened probably in, I guess, about a quarter or a third of the states over the years. And it's some. Um, and several years ago, they brought it up for debate in Texas, and I went there and I I testified about it and spoke out against it. Unfortunately, it didn't pass there, but it's it has passed in a lot of states, and it's been a tough thing for some affiliates who were there was a livelihood, and all of a sudden they were just kicked out of affiliate programs that were wow. paying their all of their bills for them. Wow. So so hopefully, government either does that or just stays out of the way entirely. Yeah. But so otherwise, the I think. Each year, it seems like there's a, a bigger shift of people shopping online, bigger numbers for Black Friday and Cyber Monday. So so I think just naturally, affiliate marketing is going to grow as e-commerce grows. Yeah, absolutely. What are the things that, that you read or you know that you find all of your information for you know the affiliate marketing industry and its trends and, and where it's going? How do you keep up to date? Well, I used to read so many blogs and listen to so many podcasts, but now I've found that Facebook and Twitter... I just have everybody else just curates that information for me pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so I just have a like all the people that a lot of people that I'm friends with on those places are people in the industry. So I sort of rely on them to find these different articles and share them. Yeah. And they do they do the work for me, which makes it sort of nice. That's where the biggest conversations happen, right? <laughs> yeah. And I guess and I guess for better or for worse, I used to I shut off the comments on my blog a while ago because all the conversations were shifting to Facebook pretty much. And I, and I used to be very active in different affiliate marketing forums, and they just all sort of fell by the wayside because everything was moving over to Facebook. It's so true. I noticed that. It's like even the most popular blogs, you know, only have a couple of comments on a post. Everything's happening on Facebook where you, they originally saw the post for the blog. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. And the one frustrating thing there is that I guess I'm not sh- it's probably not just Facebook, but it seems like it's a, a problem with Facebook, not just for blog comments, but I guess any kind of news article, especially with like the elections and things that people basically comment on the headline and they don't even read it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and so that I think it's maddening when you actually read the article and half the comments are totally off base. Yeah. You get a comment immediately after you posted it and it's like, well, wait a minute. How do you have time to read that? <laughs> yeah. And like you clearly didn't read the article. <laughs> it just kind of shows like, you know, the the attention span too or what people are immediately, what they react to immediately. It's funny. <laughs> Yeah, it is funny. Like sometimes I'll I'll post something that's maybe a couple hundred words, and I'll share it to Facebook, and I immediately see somebody else share it. And like, there's no way that you. I guess they just they feel like I'm responsible. I'm not going to post something crazy. Yeah, and I, <laughs> we trust them. I appreciate, share. <laughs> I, I appreciate the blind shares, but it, it is sort of disturbing too. <laughs> wow. So you've got you've got some summits coming up. The next one is uh, Affiliate Summit West um, in January, right? Yeah, so it's January 15th through 17 in Las Vegas, okay. and that'll be our biggest one to date with over 6,000 people. Wow, and so from 200 <laughs> to 6,000. So awesome. I love that. Yeah, yeah. one thing that I that we missed out was the we sort of liked that, that intimate vibe when we had the smaller events. So we also do a series of events called the Performance Marketing Summit, where it's just sort of a road show. We go to cities we don't hit otherwise just to do a smaller, like 100-person or 50-person oh. Thing. And then it's it's a one day event where it's a, a series of people just giving eighteen minute talks, so like a TED talk kind of thing going on there. And and so we went to 
Chicago and Toronto this past fall, or uh, this past spring, and um, we've gone to a lot of other cities, Salt Lake City, San Francisco, Boca Raton, just bounced all over the place. Oh, wow. I didn't even know. So where can we find information on that? And and, and by the way, we'll have links to Affiliate Summit West. We'll have the link on that in the in our blog post. But what, what about Thanks. the other events? Where can we find um, that? So we haven't scheduled any of those smaller ones yet. We're talking about trying to, to go around in some other countries, maybe go to to Israel and maybe to Ireland and, and India to do some of these pilot smaller events and mm-hmm. see how they go. Awesome. And would we would they just go to AffiliateSummit.com when they are available and they, they would be there? or? Yeah, so right on our homepage we feature all of our upcoming events. So we okay. also have the dates already for next summer in New York. It's going to be July 30th to August 1st okay. in New York City. So we have that. And then pretty, I guess in the next few months we'll have some details for the spring for which kind of smaller events we'll have going on too. Okay. Awesome. Very exciting. Well, I think we have just been given a huge amount of really, really good information for anybody who's, you know, interested in affiliate marketing. If you have a product already building your own program, the main thing is that going to affiliate summit is really where you're going to gather the best information because everyone is there and any kind of service related to affiliate marketing, even if it's companies that you want to be an affiliate for, it's just, it's all there. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing, um, if somebody is pretty tight in their budget, we have some resources for them too. We, all of our sessions that we do at the conference, we put on YouTube about a year or so later. Oh, okay. So we, we have 10 years of sessions on it youtube.com slash affiliate summit for free oh wow so so the some of the information is a little bit dated since it dates back for a decade but so talking about how myspace is the next big thing or (laughs) but but, um but we also have a a magazine that's available in the u.s called feedfront at feedfront.com and that comes out four times a year it's a free magazine and it's all people in the industry writing about like five ways to do this and that okay and it covers just all the areas of marketing so those are two educational tools that people can tap into for free. Right, right. And, and the big thing, you know, that we keep talking about is how, how much things change just on a year-to-year basis, probably even from season to season, things keep evolving. And so this is like, this is just a community to be a part of where you're always going to be in the know of, of what's going on and what's changing and what's new. Because like you said, you will see, you can just look back two years, I'm sure, at some of the talks. And I'm sure there's things you can apply in terms of marketing, but there's probably, you know things that have really shifted. <laughs> yeah. And even like we have some sessions from 10 years ago about video, but like the, all the players in there are gone, like um, Rever and these different companies that were really big eight, 10 years ago that people had entire sessions around. They don't exist anymore. Yeah. So, so while some of the, the strategies and techniques are still great, it's funny to hear like a lot of these companies that seem so gigantic then that just vaporized. Right. Right. So the the other thing about Affiliate Summit and, you know, the big reason we're there is because, you know, people need marketing tools, obviously. And so for us, it was such a great, it was really great in building relationships and um, getting customers because, you know, video is huge. But, you know, there's other, there's marketers out there. I know we have a lot of marketers that are listeners it's such a great place to go to, especially the meat market, even if that's all you do, and go and, and tour all of the booths and all of the people, and you'll find that those people can become your clients. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, that's a sort of a frenzied environment. We So we, um, we started that about, I guess, 10 years ago, and it was in response to a lot of smaller companies that didn't want to go and, and make the investment for a big 10 by 10 booth and yeah. and just bringing four people there. And, and, and so we created that as a, an alternative and so it was meant really for companies that didn't want to do the booth 
but it, it took off, and so all of a sudden, all the exhibitors with booths were like, we want to be in there, too. We want to miss out on that crowd. So so now it, it's a mixture of, of small and big companies that are all in there together. Right. And, and it's even it's already sold out for Las Vegas. It's just, a, it's like six hours of just intensity in there. It is. And we, um, and that's exactly it. It's intense. It's like, it's it's just, wow, it's it's a frenzy, but a good frenzy, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we try really to make excited. it, we try to give people no reason to leave there. So our very first one, it was in Orlando back in 2006, and it turned out it was on the Sunday that was the World Cup final for soccer. And oh, so yeah. barely anybody was in there. They were all watching the game in the bar. So the ones we do in, in Las Vegas, they take place during the NFL playoffs. So we put a huge screen up there, and we play the games during the <laughs> meat market. And we also great. have bars in there, so people can have their drinks, they can watch football, and they can do business. Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> And so now a lot of the companies, they, they try to get into the corner where the screen is because there's a huge concentration of people watching football. Oh, of course. And so those tables get the most eyeballs. Yeah. Put the snacks out on your booth and you're set. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It becomes a big football watching party. Plus during commercials, people run over and talk to the tables. Yeah. No, it's it's fabulous. And, and we've met so many great people. We still have clients that we still work with from, from that event. And I hope we're, we get to see you at, at the next two as well. Sean, this has been amazing. This has been really, really awesome. And it was great to have your insight into affiliate marketing because I can't think of anyone who knows it better. <laughs> so, right, well, thank, thank you for having me. really yeah. appreciate it. Thanks so much. And uh, I hope to see you soon. All right. Awesome. Have a great day. You too. Thank you for listening to today's Get Genius. You can learn more about The Draw Shop at www.thedrawshop.com on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Your home for kick-butt custom whiteboard marketing videos. Your ideas come to life. Thanks for listening. Please share, comment, and make any suggestions for future genius guests.